I know Kermit. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> what song is that? The trouble I've seen. That's the song that Kermit Frog used to sing, but he can't sing it anymore because he went woke. It's not easy being green. Obliterating social norms and overrunning the cultural corrosion with righteous rhetoric and common sense. This is Overflow, the extended conversation covering life, today's newsbreakers, and the occasional banter with the most interesting members of the human species. Signaling from the conservative chasm of Central Valley, California, it's the outlaws your conscience warned you about. Let's welcome your hosts, Loto and Phil Bill. Man, Phil, it is episode 33. I, man, yeah, right? For like the, what, the <laughs> seventh time. Yes. Um, but no, um... 33, I, I, I'm just getting a little bit sentimental here because it's also the same week that's leading up to uh, Resurrection uh, Resurrection Week, brother. And Jesus yes. was 33 when he took, you know, took it for the team, man. So just yes. well, I want to welcome everybody to episode 33 of Overflow EXT here in the conservative chasm of the, the now the Red Coast, because we do believe that California has gone red. Anyways, Philville, show yes. trip. Yes, we have a great show lined up today. We'll be talking about China, not China from the Asian country, but mm. Black China mm. and a, a turnaround in her life and the, what the repercussions is. And she's okay. talking about that. Yeah. And then a blast from the past, uh, a special uh, yes. that's reminiscent throwback uh, about movies, but it's uh, making a comeback. All right. All right. So and then uh, racism memes. Yes. Mm. Everything. Something else is now racist. But yeah, you'd be surprised about that. And who's reporting that? Yeah. And then Rainbow Land is now in the headlines. Not it's not a new feature at Disneyland. No, it's actual uh, a song. And there's a repercussions, a band wow. taking place. Yeah. And has some eyebrows raised. And we're talking about that with Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton, Leah Thomas, in honor of Women's Month and Women's History, and from Detransition Women, and mm-hmm. NHL, and a whole lot more of the. Of course, the Parents' Bill of Rights. Yes. Looking forward to a great show here on Overflow. And before all that, we want to just talk, get caught up here, Lodo. I know that you, there's a lot of things taking place. Like you talked about, this is the season of the resurrection. And what is taking place where you're at? I hear you're going to be in a, in a, in a play. Um, Which play? Uh, you're going to play Baby Jesus or something? And Nope, wrong play, bro. Oh, okay, you gotta oh, guess no. the right yeah, one. It's the right one. Okay, you're there's not a jumping. few of them. Which play? Yes, uh, the play at Cornerstone. Nope, wrong, wrong one. one. Uh oh. Yep. Which one's that? You give up? I give up. I cannot say because it's it's a it's a family friendly show, so I, I have to <laughs> bring that okay. up at, at another time. So. Okay, all right, all right. But we are yes, Cornerstone is producing um a, a, a great drama uh coming up on. You know, Easter, uh, Palm Sunday weekend. Yes. And that's uh, uh, the Jesus Resurrection. Very powerful drama. We've done it a few times there. Something really cool about this time, though, Philville. We're going to be uh, bringing some of our guests, some of the kids from uh, from old Juvenile Hall, bro. Yes. So oh, God man, has opened up an yeah. amazing door, brother. Okay. So, okay. yes, yes. So we've had, we have the drama on the 7th, the 8th, and then we have, you know, our, our, our services on Sunday. So we cannot wait, brother. It's exciting time. 
you know, like I said, we're going to be bringing the kids in, you know, from, uh, from JJC. So man, that's, that's, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And something we've been talking about here on mm-hmm. Overflow and also on Kingdom Talk, there was an event that was going to take place and you guys had it this past weekend as, as we recording the show. Yeah. Uh, I heard some good, good takeaways and good feedback. What, what, what happened? Revealing there? the rainbow. Revealing yes. the rainbow was really, really awesome. Um, amazing speakers, man. We had uh, Jim uh, Doman. You know, I mean, just that guy, man. He's been with us for over 20 years, at, you know, coming to, to our, our, our events, you know, and uh, just um, uh, a former, you know, homos- homosexual guy uh, now is a married pastor with family, kids, and just living uh, living his best life. We had Kevin uh, Witt, amazing young man that uh, was a transgender, uh, became a drag queen, you know, and very prominent, you know, in, in, in that world. You know, but uh, man had a, uh, a come to Jesus moment, you know, and completely changed his life, man. Actually came back to Christ. You know, mm-hmm. we had Chris uh, Olson, you know, of PGA, women's golf, yeah. amazing, you know, uh, athlete there. Shared a powerful testimony of, you know, her experience. And then we also had Chloe Cole, bro, which you know that we, uh, you yes. know, we reported her story here, you know, uh, at 12, was it, wasn't it? And she started, you know, they tra- yes. started on transitioning or the uh, <clears throat> gender affirming care, you yeah, know, which yeah. is really just it's backwards, there. gender, you know, backwards confusion. Um, so, yeah, man, it, it was it was a powerful time that I heard. I heard it was a powerful time. I was there. We already had uh, pre-scheduled things. So I was at a, a T-ball for for mm. for uh, Pastor Alex, uh, yeah. his his daughter. Alex and Megan, you know, they're, they're baby girls. So, man, we had a blast being out. It was bittersweet, bro. Mm. You know, we done raised five athletes, you know, super athletes. And uh, so it was it was it was really bittersweet sitting out there, man, celebrating her. But it was just walking down memory lane, brother. So I hope you guys get Mia into T-ball, brother. It, it's a pretty neat environment. <laughs> yeah. I, hopefully she has that gene from her mom. I have to admit that I was not very athletic. Mm-hmm. I remember going with my cousins to a practice and my uncle was a coach i wasn't part of the team hey why don't you just come and join i was center field i remember that trying to play and yeah. throw the ball so i threw the ball of course i feel like it was one of those movies the sandlot or something oh. it just came at me and i didn't know what to do i panicked of course oh. it hit me I started crying right there so the end of your career end of my career right there you never knew. yeah but yeah that's 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 how much i, I Athleticism I have. Well, yeah. if 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 you're out there and you're watching these kids, bro, play <laughs> T-ball, it'll be pretty evident. You don't need much sports. <laughs> yes, these kids are just out there just having a blast. I love bro. it seeing kids play, don't yes. right? They just go all out. Yeah, just, they go yeah. the wrong way. They go the wrong way. They don't care, bro. They they get to smash a ball, break things, you know, and not get yes. in trouble, you know. So, yeah, it yeah. was it was a blast, bro. But yeah, we can't wait. And and yeah, and then- you're you're weak. Yeah, well, you know, this past uh, this past weekend, um, mm-hmm. my wife and I had an opportunity to go fill in at another church. Of course, our, our blessing with our pastor Anthony uh, uh, just sent us off, and we were there just ministering there at uh, Valley Life Community Church with Pastor Jesse Alvarez and Kayla yeah. Alvarez, and they just just the power of God just fell. Just we had a great time in, in God's presence. I mean, That's in the middle awesome. of worship, with the, alt- the altar just started to awesome. flood, flood forward, and and it's just like nothing. Just again, just. We're about, we're about the Capital C Church. We've always mentioned that here on the program. That Amen. it's uh, beyond the four walls of just one church. Is uh, the church, and, mm-hmm. and I know God's name. God's name was lifted up in the name of Jesus, and we had just a great time. So that was us this past weekend, and and just look forward, of course, in, in ministry uh, every weekend here, and just doing ministry with yeah. you along uh, here on the show and and out there in the community. 
Yeah, and, and you know, man, Pastor Jesse Valley Life, just mm-hmm. an amazing church, bro. I, mm-hmm. I love what they do for the community. You know, Selma is truly blessed. They have some great churches out there. Uh, I also wanted to ask the, for everybody to pray for us. Um, Bill and I, we're going to be doing something pretty cool coming this weekend, you know, as of this recording. Uh, we get to go in juvenile hall and we get to put on our own presentation for every single youth in in uh, juvenile hall of Fresno County. So please mm-hmm. keep us in prayer. We're going to be in there uh, presenting the gospel. Uh, it's going to be a campus wide outreach. We're going to, you know, these, these kids are finally going to get out outdoors and really enjoy themselves. Philville, it's it's a uh, pretty powerful man when you're talking yeah. to a young man, you know, and uh, he's talking about how. You know, just being in a place like that because some decisions, you know, that were made, he's learned how to to not take things for granted, like walking by a tree and just touching a leaf, because the only way that they can really experience a tree is through a window. You know, mm. you know, uh, standing out, you know, on the yeah. other side of the window. So, it's it's it's. Uh, I hear that they've been getting out, you know, but this is going to be a cool event, man. And thank you, bro, for uh, coming with us. So pray for Philip. Pray for all of us. You know, we're gonna be out there. Uh, worshiping God, presenting the gospel. We got amazing testimonies on deck. And then we got a, a wonderful artist that will be doing a, a few special songs. Philip will be leading worship, you know, and then we got some some just big hitter preachers in the house. I yes. cannot wait, bro. The dream team will be there. I love Praise it. Praise God. Every year we look forward to this. So I know you can't kind of mention about this an event. We're talking about Valley Life and, and there was an event taking place uh, on Sunday, uh, May 7th, the evening, mm-hmm. uh, Voice for the Unborn. Uh, with wow. Seth Ruber, man, I I was like, man, I gotta mention this. It's a national syndicated podcast mm-hmm. show. I mean, he's everywhere in Turning Point, and the Right for Life is getting together, California Family Council, Amen. and they're putting on this event and t- talking about a voice for the unborn. If you have time, we're gonna put a link in the bio. Uh, please come out for that event. Awesome, and that's um that's on a Sunday, right? That is on Sunday evening. Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. The only reason I know I'll, I'll be in uh Tulare area, Woodville, uh, doing yes. the outreach out there. So, but we'll have more information as we get closer. But yes, put that on your calendar, everyone. May seventh. What's what's the name of the event again? A voice for the unborn, the Man, White Rose awesome. Resistance Tour. I like that. The White Rose Good Resistance God. Tour. Amen. Yeah, but well, you know, it's about that time. It's time for. It's your news makers and breakers. China, but she's reconnecting with God and not shying away from her newfound beliefs, revealing she was recently born again after getting baptized on her 34th birthday. Her new journey prompting her to make a complete lifestyle change by quitting OnlyFans, calling it degrading, reversing all of her plastic surgery and now embracing her birth name again. So Lola, we have here Black China. She's uh, known for a lot of things that are just USA anti-God, and she has dedicated her life to God. That doesn't that display the power, the power and the grace of God, right? Bro, I'm I'm learning in, in this old age of mine. Never, ever, 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 ever stop praying for your loved ones. Never stop praying for anyone. That man, I mean, my goodness, this this right here, I believe, is the result of of prayers and and really just God's grace. Man, this girl sounds like Cardi B. Now this is going to get me, you know, praying for Cardi B and praying for everybody else because what a wonderful testimony, bro. If this can happen to her, it can happen to anyone. Yeah, she she says there's a quote. Honestly, for me, I was like, this is too much. It's time for a change. Mm. This is not really who I am. Something just came over me like the Holy Spirit came over me. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I need to figure out about what's my purpose in life. This is awesome, yeah. bro. 
And then she, you know, she actually removed a demonic tattoo she had on her hip. She continues. She says she's she's on a healing journey, and we'll keep continue praying for her. And 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 we want to root for anybody, especially those who you know, people have counted out. That's amazing, bro. So she got a tattoo removed, and, and well, did I hear right? She had some plastic, yeah, surgery done too. To she removed implants, she removed wow. fillers. So she really had a change from the inside and out. That that's the difference between talking about it and actually being about it. Right on Angela is Angela, right? Yes, or Angela the Messenger. White, formerly awesome. known as AKA Black Wonderful. China. A flashback from the eighties, nineties, and I think like closed down in two thousand, early two thousands. A blockbuster video is looks like they're teasing that they might make a comeback and begin to open up some more blockbusters. Now, I know there's one that's left in the world that has special permission. Mm-hmm. It's been featured in, in in some movies. But Blockbuster, do you remember that? Did you used to go rent movies all the time at Blockbuster? Bro, I used to walk to Blockbusters. I mean, yes. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting. And, and it's interesting that they still have one left. But yeah, so this is, okay, so they're making a comeback. Um. Yeah, speculation. How? Great question. They're saying that they're going to use DVDs and VHS as current currency. Quote unquote from Twitter. Blockbusters uh, posted new business idea. We're going to come back as a bank and use VHS and DVDs as currency. Time to go visit your mom. And That's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. but I, okay, I do remember that. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, what they had the uh, commercial during Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And their sales skyrocketed. They said um, to two hundred percent. Yes, over two hundred percent. Like because uh, they had a yeah. Super Bowl commercial, and and the owner of the last uh, remaining blockbuster mm-hmm. just, just just said they just exploded, and, and they've been just growing, and and it looks like there's a little demand there. Very nostalgic, right? You know what? So really, putting on my business thinker hat, mm-hmm. bro. Think about it. If if I put a commercial and the thing went, my sales went up two hundred percent. Well, of course I'm gonna try to get another commercial up. I'm wondering how much of this is actually really true, and how much it's just to keep the buzz going or to create another pop. The year 1985, you know, a very, very crucial year in history. Blockbuster was founded and it grew to about 9,000 locations and peaked about 2004. Uh, and of course, it entered in bankruptcy in 2010. But, you know, the demand is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK. So for those that don't know um, what Blockbusters is, you're, you're probably thinking movies was the big idea. So Blockbuster were stores that actually sold these things. <laughs> wow, Philip has a bunch of them in in, in, in under his table. They're yes. called VHS sets. <laughs> and they go into a thing called a VCR. And those played, you know, uh, my kids call them box movies. That's what they call them, Philip. Wow. Box movies, you know. Or, you know, you could rent the DVDs. This is when DVDs first came out. For, for those that don't know, DVDs are discs, digital discs, you know. But yeah, so this is the actual uh, brick and mortar store. You know, it, it was it was the Netflix of Philip's generation, you know, before Netflix came <laughs> along, you know, there was blockbusters okay. that you actually had to go in person and buy these things oh. in person. But Netflix came in and wiped blockbuster out. So that's what I'm Bad, trying to figure out. Man, OK, how man. are they going to make their money? Yes. You know, and using VHS as currency. That's right. Again, man, wow. I, I think it's a great a great uh, ploy, you know, to, to stay in the headlines, you know, and to push more of their uh, merchandise. Well, you, you say how they make the money. How do they make the money last? I bet you they made so much money off my family because we were never 
good at returning them on time. Oh my the late fees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, we close our account, reopen the account. Yeah. Can we put it in your name now? Because mm-hmm. it's so ghetto. It's like you got fifty dollar <laughs> late charge. Hey, sister, I know you're 13 years old, but can you kill me? It's like uh, Gilbert Escobar, man, an a, a awesome comedian, right? <laughs> we, we had we had bad credit at 12 years old. <laughs> uh, hey, it worked, it worked. Well, flashback from the past there, yeah. blockbuster. But that's awesome. Hey, man, hey, that's pretty cool. Nostalgia, as they say. Did you know that it's racist now to have certain memes or can become racist? Wow. Yeah, CNN is reporting, you know, what's digital blackface and why is it wrong uh, for white people to use it? So they're saying that if you happen to be posting, uh, posting with anybody. Now, if you're black, it's okay. But if you post any memes, because memes, what are memes, Leto? You know what, bro? You probably don't want to ask the blind guy what a meme is. <laughs> Not a good question for the blind person. You, you start doing like at the he, table. He has white face. He puts hands on the wall, fake wall. That's mm-hmm. a mime. No, I just probably get all confused. But oh, that mime! I thought you were saying meme. I thought it was called a meme. It is. I was just saying you might get it confused. Oh, as a... okay. I'm sorry, guys. The the blockbuster <laughs> generation calls it a mime. The Netflix generation calls it a meme. Okay, you okay. Call it, it's a that. meme. Yeah, why? <laughs> Go Mimi. No. <laughs> yeah, but so it's now racist. Why is it? Because uh, digital blackface is practice where white people co-op online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or expressions expression expression of emotion. Bro, you, that's what you gotta break it down for a simple mind like mine. What, what does that mean? Well, here's a meme right here. Here's another meme. As a visual for those of you listening, uh, anything that's that has a picture of somebody with words on it and they make a little joke of it, like oh, so it's a joke. It's a joke. It, Michael, yeah. for instance, they talk give an example of Michael Jordan. There's a famous meme. It's like of, a prank. Almost. Yeah, it's okay. him crying. Michael Jordan crying. Whoever writes wow. some creative meme, right, with words, why is Michael Jordan crying? So. Michael Jordan will now be considered racist if he posts a meme of Michael Jordan. But but not according to this article, right? Because he's black. So he cannot be racist if 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 it's a black person that's um putting out the memes, right? But if Whoa. it's a white person that's making fun, yes, you know, of uh, you know, whatever, and there's a black person in the meme, then that person is being a racist. Is is that what I Yes. Did I got that right? Called digital wow. blackface. Digital Wow, man. Now we have digital racism. This also reminds me, bro, of De- uh, Douglas Maddox, the, the the guy that is infamous for memes. I, I think I heard that he's one of the best, but he's actually in trial because he put out a meme, you know, telling all the Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, folks to go out there and tweet their vote or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so now he's on trial. They're saying that, oh, he, you know, he was, he was, uh, what is it? Uh, voter suppression. He was trying to talk people into voting the wrong way and all so he's actually looking at some hard time. Really? This is how out of pocket these people Whoa, are. I didn't know that. They, they come up with yeah. things like this where they know they're they're losing the argument. You know they're losing the argument when they come up with things like this where now they're they're trying to call uh, an innocent what meme? You know? Yeah, and it's worth noting because you said it's innocent, but it's not somebody posting racist remarks mm-hmm. on a meme. It's not somebody saying things That's that nothing are nothing to do with it. Right? Nothing to do with the race. Yeah. It could, because it could just say, I like pizza or something. Oh, that's racist because you have the image. Wow. Yeah. 
they compare this to to blackface. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, folks, and, and this is this is very very important because if they can put somebody on trial for what they're putting Douglas Maddox on trial, it's only a matter of time to figure out how to come up uh, uh, for the rest of us. And yeah. that is not a meme. I know you like some good country, but this one's called Rainbow Land, the song. And what do you think of that song? Well, um, I don't want to be insulting, but this song is garbage. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I'm not insulted. I actually feel assaulted. Like, you have Miley Cyrus with all of her talent, and she is a very talented person. And then mm-hmm. you have a legend, bro, like Dolly Parton. Yes, legend. This is what they came up with? I don't know. She's just on it, bro. You're the music guy, you know, so you probably have a lot more sweat as far as the quality of it, but yeah. garbage. Wow. Well, yeah, I don't know. She just came know. in like a wrecking ball. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but you know, and, 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 and I'm not, even, I'm not talking about the content yet. You know, I'm, I know. The, the way it's, it's done, it's just, well, maybe there are people that loves it. So for those of you that love it, Hey man, more power to you. Enjoy it. Now, as far as content and all that, this is, um, Hey, it's America. They, they can write whatever they want to write. They yeah. can produce trash if they want, you know. But why bring it into the schools? And I love the story that that we we came across concerning this Rainbow Land song. Yeah, in Wisconsin Elementary School, and it's buzzing in the news because after nixing students' performance, Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton's duet, but Rainbow Land from its spring concert after an administrator deemed the song inappropriate for school. So this this song, they were going to have a concert and, and they had a whole long list. And, and, and their one kid, for example, came home and the mom heard heard the songs and they're like very excited at the kids. And, and now they're really like upset with the administration because they banned that song and others. Yeah. You know, I, again, you know, for me, I, again, I, I'm just disappointed. You know, it, it's I think when you have that much talent and you bring them together, my gosh, like like Miley Cyrus and Dolly. I mean, my goodness, they should make, I mean, major, major hits, right? But this just didn't reach that, you know? Um, and now as far as, you know, with the parents and the school and all that, uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad that the school canceled it. And and I I, I agree 100% with their reasoning. Yeah, It makes absolute sense, you know? Why bring this into our kids' education? Uh, when it comes to our kids' education, the focus should be on education, uh, not sexual persuasion. Yes. Nothing like that. You know, we already have a rainbow song. Matter of fact, I think it's called It's a Small World After All. That is absolutely inclusive, you know. So I, 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 uh, I, you know, big win for the school. You know, as far as the parents that has a problem with it, man, you can, again, just like us Christian folk, you can do that at home. You know, I was really bummed out. They did cut one song that had nothing to do with the content of the other song, but it's. Rainbow connection. Only a dreamer would be. Come on. The Muppets. Rainbow Kermit the Frog. Oh. They cut the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lil was like, what's okay. going on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, family. This is a blockbuster generation. So. A block. Ah, man, nobody knows who Kermit is no more. You know who Kermit is, right? Ah, uh, see? I know Kermit. <laughs> nobody knows. What song is that? The trouble I've seen. That's the song that Kermit Frog used to sing, but he can't sing anymore because he went woke. It's not easy being green. <laughs> I don't know how he saw it. came back. And that's Jim Henson. He also spoke, he, his voice was for Ernie too. Jim who? Uh, Jim Henson. Oh, the creator. The creator. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, so, yes. yeah, you know, it's yeah, Rainbow Land. Yes. See, okay, now let's let's help uh, Blockbuster out. So, for all of you that wants to know and get any <laughs> idea of what's, what Philip is singing, go to your nearest Blockbuster and get yourself a VHS of the Muppets and you will be on the Team Green. Disney Plus, too. Oh, yeah, Disney Plus, too. All uh, things streaming services take put out the business Blockbuster already. <laughs> oh, it's a rainbow land Man, I mean, let's just stick to rainbow. What is that, Reading Rainbow? That was pretty cool, I thought that was cool I hope they do a song on that or do a presentation that On Reading go? Rainbow, because again They should be teaching their kids about reading You know, so so again, man I really do appreciate, you know uh, The school and what they did They, they made a decision mm-hmm. that actually Encourages and enhances and strengthens The educating of their students You know uh, this Rainbow Land song, it, it's hey man, for those that like that type of music, I, I think it's it's great for them. That that's good, but man, th- those are things that you want to keep with the adults, you know, or mm. let the adults, you know, who have kids, if they want to teach it to their kids, let them do it on their own time. Um, now, when we talk about Rainbow Land, I, I understand, and, and I think the big problem with the song, it being in the school setting, like like the uh, board said. Uh, you know, I think the the problem with this song is the sexual content of this song. You know, and and so they're they're talking about unity and diversity, and we're all for that. Here's some of the stories from Rainbow Land that really are some of the dangers that we're trying to keep our kids from. Philville. Well, so the first one we have is ESPN honors male swimmer Leah Thomas during Women's History Month. That is right, uh, a biological man. Uh, that is competing in women's sports, who is a trans, goes by Leah Thomas, has won the award for being a woman during Women's History Month. What do you think about a man winning that award? Philville, you already know. I call these folks the, the Women's Haters Club mm-hmm. because, because man, I mean, again, this is a women's appreciation you know, uh, event, and they give it to a biological male. Who's the one that suffers from these people's rainbow land? Women, women and children, yes. women and children. So I say this before, because again, I'm, I'm a sports dad. I'm a sports parents. You have women, young women who has busted their back all of their lives, you know, going against the grain, you know, and putting up with all kinds of, you know, different things uh, in, in what they call the man's world. And they show up to probably the biggest event of their lives at this point. And there goes the man standing on the pedestal receiving an award that rightfully belongs to these biological women. And a reminder, Leah Thomas Lodo uh, won first place at the 2022 NCAA Division First Women Swimming and Diving Championships in the 500 Freestyle. So if he won uh, first place, whose place did he take? Exactly. Good point, brother. 
And another story from Rainbow Land. Uh, we have a apparently from Libs on TikTok is a, a a young boy dressed up in drag and in very seductive leather, uh, showing a lot of skin, uh, front, back, high uh, boots, doing a uh, contorting the body in very suggestive manner. And one thing is uh, worth noting that the crowd of adults is cheering this on. Is this uh, this is a a haven of pedophiles, and that has to be said, Phil. Like, yes, that's exactly what this is. That's that's a young man right there. That's a boy right there, gyrating and doing dances that you you would see in a drag show, pretty much. But that's a boy right there, and, and that's a lot of people that's that's egging that on, and, and and somebody has to say, you know, this is not just dangerous for kids. This is perversion. This is perversion. Anybody that supports this type of thing, I'm sorry, you're perverted. You're perverted. And, and I mean that. And I'm saying that uh, as boldly as I mean to, because, again, like I shared a, a, a while back, I, I'm, I'm one of those kids who suffered from people's perversion, you know, destroyed my life, uh, almost destroyed everything else. I thank God for grace and mercy you know, but this kid is getting introduced and celebrated doing this. At least when I was his age, these things weren't celebrated. There are people in my life who cared enough to tell me, no, that is wrong. That is not good. I wish this kid had more people like that in his life. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I said the Rainbow Land, its victims are women and children like this. Yes, we've seen a lot of victims. And here's another victim right now. We're going to play this. This video. Teen, the very first medical intervention I ever had was a double mastectomy. A few months later, I was then put on cross-sex hormones. I am now 21. I live with constant joint pain to the point that it is so bad that I have not been able to get out of class, out of bed to go to class some days. My vocal cords ache, my breasts are gone, and I will never know if I will be able to carry a child because there's a good possibility I'm sterile. You call this care. I could not consent to this due to both my age and my mental health conditions, yet you call this care. My parents were baited with the idea that I would commit suicide if this was not given to me. They were told, would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? These are not the words of a doctor. They are the words of a politically motivated activist. Kids deserve a chance to grow up whole. They deserve a chance at life. They do deserve a chance at a full life, right, Lodo? Yeah, this is the heartbreaking tales of what it is to live in the <clears throat> rainbow land. You know, I, I, I thank God that's, that people are stepping up and they're speaking out. We should never stop speaking about this because there's people like this lady here. There's people like 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 uh, the, the kid that we just saw. There's there's people like those girls who's missing out on their dreams. Because people won't speak up. But I thank God it is a new day around here. You know, and again, we're not here just to point out guilt and point out fault and all that. We're actually here to point out redemption and restoration. I just had a whole week in Philville of people who's come from this lifestyle, you know, and they shared the tragedies, but they also shared the triumph in that man that God was able to pick them up and to turn things around. I thank God for people like Black China. I thank God for people like Kevin Witt. Uh, uh, Jim Doman, you know, uh, Chris, also, all, all of these, especially, you know, Chloe Cole, you know, all these, you know, who, who are now experiencing true transformation 
that comes with the relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's available mm. to everyone. Yes, even the perverts. You know, we try to do our due diligence here on Overflow and we we're looking at trying to find out who this young lady is and her name and and what, what she was where she was speaking at. And we couldn't find it, but we did note that somebody commented on this post from Turning Point that uh, here here is a post. I wonder what what Oprah thinks of this. I remember when she did segments of girls being mutilated in other countries, and now it's here. Sad, very sad. Where is uh, Hollywood? Where is society calling out for the mutilation of these these young girls? Yeah, I have a feeling, brother. They're gonna start. We're gonna start hearing from them. We're gonna because again, I'm seeing the redemption story. Let's talk about that song, the Redemption Land. Let's 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 sing more of that song, man. And 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 we're gonna start hearing stories, bro. And I really believe it's gonna hit Hollywood, you know, because this is a very 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 important. And I'm just glad again that grace is available to all of us. Yeah, and there's some taking a, a stand in that that. How did you say it? What kind of land? Freedom uh, land, redemption land, redemption land. I love that. You know, the NHL is is kind of taking mm-hmm. trying to do that right now. I don't know if you heard that the NHL player resistance, yeah, uh, is going on and during Pride mm-hmm. Night. They're they have they're con- they've been having the teammates during warm up wear Pride jerseys in in honor of Pride. So uh, apparently, a lot of the lot of the team members uh, in, in several several teams have been saying, no, they're refusing to either come out uh, wearing them or to stay in the locker room. So much backlash with it that the actual, the organizations of these teams says they're not going to participate at all. Uh, and I'm, I applaud that taking a stand. And this is the way it should be done. You want to talk about inclusion and, and all of that, you know, Rainbow Land. Okay, that's fine. But then, okay, do it for everybody. And that's so cool that, you know, uh, there's those who said, no, I, I don't want to compromise my beliefs. You know, so then they made a decision. Well, we're, we're not going to have anybody do it then. That's yeah. the way these things should be done. And I love a quote here from one of the players. He says, I respect everybody. Mm-hmm. I respect everybody's choices. But my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Well, there's, uh, there's some celebrations also in Washington. Yeah. Uh, the house is celebrating for Big the passing way. Of what is it? The parents' rights school bill, mm-hmm. and some are throwing up the arms. You know what? Before we go, go on, here's a little soundbite. Today was a win for every mother, every father, but most importantly, for every student in America. You have a parents' bill of rights now, but unfortunately, the Democrats are too extreme to believe that parents should have a say in their kids' education. This bill will go on to the Senate. We hope they'll be able to take it up. But this is a win and a change for America. We watched just a short time ago that the Biden administration would go after parents if they went to school board meetings just to find out what was happening. We watched a father get arrested at a school board meeting when his daughter was attacked in a, cla- in a bathroom. All that is changing today. Big win, Lodo. Time for celebration here. Why is it such a big win? Well, first of all, bro, it is kind of sad that we actually had to make a parental rights <laughs> bill, right? Right. Like, I don't think our forefathers ever thought we would have to come up with that, but that's the times that we're in, you know, but I, I'm glad we, they needed to do this because parents are under attack. If you don't know it by now, you've been living under a rock. 
But parental rights, you know, ha- has been under attack. They're trying to take our kids away. Um, but, you know, we have a big win here. So there's a lot of good things in this bill. I know not everybody likes it, but it's a very good bill. Yeah, there's naysayers. Here we got one here right now. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing here today is the Republicans attempt, Republican Party's attempt to take some of the most heinous legislation that we are seeing passed on the state level to attack our trans and LGBT, as well as people from marginalized communities, right to exist in schools. This flowery language of quote unquote parental rights and freedom hides the sinister fact of this legislative text. If you notice in these arguments, they are not really discussing what is actually in this legislation. It includes two provisions that require schools to out trans, non-binary, and LGBT youth, even if it would put said youth in harm's way. This Republican bill is asking the government to force the outing of LGBT people before they are ready. And talking about the rights of parents in this gallery today, the National Parents Union is here saying, don't do this. I have a letter that I'd like to submit where they are asking the Republican Party to keep culture wars out of classrooms. Our children need urgent and aggressive educational solutions. The American Library Association coming out against this Republican proposal. When we talk about progressive values, I can say what my progressive value is, and that is freedom over fascism. That that's <laughs> that's amazing, bro. So she went over. Uh, you can't bring politics. You can't do culture war. You can't do this, and then ends with, "I can speak about my progressive." <laughs> so yeah, bro. This is this is uh, you know amazing. So she has a lot of problems uh, with this bill. I, I, I said, bro, let, let's let's see what she's talking about. Let's just walk through them. Yeah. Yes. Let's walk right through the uh, the the bills. OK, ready? Mm hmm. All right. Let me pull that up because I had because these, these are very dangerous things. She's, you know, that's very, in these bills. Very or extreme. In this bill. Yeah. Very extreme. Uh, the one of the rights include re- to review the curriculum of their child's school. <sighs> Show the parents what they're learning. That's pretty extreme, brother. Mm-mm. That is very extreme. How dare parents even think they should know what the kids are being taught? Uh huh. Yeah. And then the next one, meet with the teacher of their child at least twice a year, two times a year. They have to meet with the teacher. Wow. They have to meet with the teacher? Communicate with them? Bro, I'm telling you right now, Philville, if my parent was like at my school uh, more regularly and, you know, if they were encouraged to be there, no, I'm pretty sure would have been very different because I was deathly afraid of my parents coming to my school, bro. But, oh, wait a minute. That's too much work for the teachers. They have so much in their play. They can't talk to the parents. Wow. Poor teachers. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know, what's so crazy though is the teachers actually appreciate it because Mm -hmm. teachers, you know, they, they excel in their jobs when, when parents are part of the process. That's one thing I I really thank God for my kids' schools, bro, is man, their teachers would call us and we had relationships, you know, a relationship with the teacher so, so, the, so our kids, they knew they couldn't get away with, with things, you know? So yeah. yeah, but, but, but that's, that's extreme. So yeah. Another extreme one is they have, they get to review the budget, including all revenues and expenses of their child's school. Oh, where is the money going? Oh, the parents don't need to know where the parent, the money is going. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know what? I think I think AOC's right. The only people who has the right to see what the finances are going are the people who's paying the fine. Oh, wait, those are the parents. Yeah, but wait a minute. Is that their tax money? No, it's not theirs. Well, if it's theirs, they don't have a right to it. It's not their money anyways. Yeah. It's the government's money. You're being extreme, brother. Oh, man. Well, and you know, and they for sure, this is way too extreme to inspect the books and reading materials in the library of their child's school. Wait a minute. They're going to find, are they going to find a lot of pornography in there? They can't show the parents the pornography in there because it's too much. They can, the parents can't handle the pornography in that it's, that's taking place in the library. How dare these Republicans? This, this is such a dangerous bill, Phil. I, uh, I yeah, this this is dangerous. They, they I, I hope they reconsider this. Mm-hmm. And and the school board. Well, don't let the parents go to the school board because the DOJ is going to go after them. So we can't allow. They don't have the right for that. So this bill. You know, we can't put that th- that in the bill. Yes, but in all seriousness, this yeah. is exactly why we needed the bill right here. Yes. Because during the election, you had, uh, you know, our own Justice Department, uh, our DOJ, going after parents who are showing up to board meetings for their kids' safety. Remember the story about the girl who was assaulted, sexual assaulted, right? Yes. And he went to, uh, was it the Loudoun County uh, or Loudoun, Loudoun uh, uh, Unified District? And uh, it was the dad that got in trouble. Of the girl, yes, you got not the boy who sexually assaulted her, and they try to cover all that up, right? And the boy was transferred from one district to another one or something, and and where he found another victim. Yes, he found another victim, and so and so and but you know you fast forward it, you had FBI keeping an eye on the 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 girl's parents, the people, the victim's parents, you know. So no, you know this is why we needed a bill to write. It's sad that we needed one, but this is exactly why. Yeah, and, and the the last one here, just in the summary, again, there's a lot more to this and that, that supports parents' rights, but it's to know if your child is basically at grade level is in reading and language arts and all, all the major the major uh, uh, subjects. This is so, uh, just uh, extremely important, bro. Yeah, it is extreme, extremely important. Uh, this is this is has been our argument this this whole time. It's like, why aren't we teaching our kids? Just basic education. Why are we getting into their uh, uh, into all of this uh, sexual content when it comes to education for kids in elementary? This is this is primary age, isn't it? Yes, it is. This is definitely primary age, and they, they they need a they need to be made aware of that. You know, so so yeah, bro. And, and then for her to to talk about don't bring culture into the into the classrooms. Yes, we had to come up with the parents' bill of rights because they were bringing culture into the classroom. <laughs> their culture, you know, or like Dennis yes. says, their culture, right? The, the cult. And, so, and, yeah. and then, I, oh, my God, talking about a lack of self-awareness when she says the flowery language, like parents bill of rights. What should we have named it? Uh, what are you talking about, like inflation reduction bill? Yes. And, you know, here I just caught this here in the summary. Lodo. This is worth noting that the bill provides additional family, educational and privacy rights, including by prohibiting schools from selling student information for commercial financial gain. So that protects the privacy. That's important, right? And then the next one here, this is, I think this is. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's go back to that okay. real quick, bro. Right. Because that's that's very, very important because it just so happened that uh, the, the things they're trying to have our kids read, um, it'd be one thing if, if it was content and material that we disagree with. But it, it smells like a whole nother thing when we find out that the people who actually sells these books, wrote these books, authored these books that's and right. making money from these books are related from, you know, to some of the decision makers when it comes to, to these yeah, things. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And there is, there's examples of that. 
And here in this last one here, it just really just got me angry right now. Just reading this elementary school or school consisting, because uh, it reminds me, consisting of only grades five, fifth through eighth must obtain parental consent before number one, changing a minor's child gender markers, pronouns, or preferred name or school forms, uh, allowing a child to change the child's sex based accom- accommodations. Wow, isn't that a no brainer there? Uh, they must be notified. They can't. They, ju- they can't just take them off and haul them off and get get surgery. Yep. Well, that's it for. It's your news makers and breakers. Praise God, man, Philville. That's that was a lot of news and gosh, some really really good stuff. Big win for parents, man. I thank yes. God that uh, you know parents bill of right passed. Um, but we, we saved one story because it's. I think it's very fitting for what I like to share about in our standard conversation today. You know, and especially uh, as you pointed out earlier, man, it, that we're in the uh, resurrection season, you know, Easter season. You know, um, Jim Carrey had something to say just recently. I've had some challenges in the last couple of years myself. Uh, and uh, ultimately, I believe that suffering leads to salvation. Uh, we have to somehow accept not deny but feel our suffering and then we make one of two decisions we either decide to go through the gate of resentment which leads to vengeance which leads to self-harm which leads to harm to others or we go through the gate of forgiveness which leads to grace just as christ did on the cross he suffered terribly and he was broken by it, to look upon the people who were causing that suffering, or the situation that was causing that suffering, with compassion and with forgiveness. And that's what opens the gates of heaven for all of us. What'd you think, bro? I'm a fan of Jim Carrey's. I'm I'm a fan of, of him and his movies. But just hearing the, him speak about his faith, I mean, he must have gone through so much. I mean, there's some things in the headlines, but I'm sure there are a lot of things behind closed doors that he's gone through. And he's going, he's, at least he's reaching out to Jesus. He's reaching out to God. And I'm praying that it's Jesus of the Bible. I'm really praying that this, uh, he continues to find uh, people who could pour in his life. And this is, this is something that's just a, a fad, but, uh, you know, it's powerful, powerful about the res, the resurrection of this, this season, you know, about his faith. Yeah, it's it's awesome, bro. I, you know, when it comes to Hollywood, anyone that speaks out for Jesus, that it's a very bold thing to do. Uh, with, with this, I I'm encouraged. I'm so blessed, bro, because you know I, I'm a fan of uh, Jim Carrey. You know, he does a lot of things that I don't agree with. Says a lot of things. You know, um, speaking of that, to me, resistance against God. Every time I, I hear someone do that, all you know what I I see. All I see is a slingshot. That's all I see. I, I just see a slingshot, and I see the resistance as just just pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, and and that and that rubber band or whatever it is that they use on it. You know, it just stretches, stretches, stretches. But man, when that thing oh, is so let good. go, yes. you yeah. know, it's just like zoom, you know, and just you know goes for even faster. So like here in Jim Carrey's case, you know, every time I heard him speak out, because I've even heard him speak out things that are borderline blasphemous, you know, against God. And, right. you know, it's hate, you know, well, it sounded like hatred against God and Jesus. And, you know, and to me, I was like, man, he's going to fall in love with God. Watch, you know. And so my prayer is just like you said, you know, my prayer is that's what's going on here. 
Um, I, I'm really excited for him though, because I, I have, I do follow him. You know, uh, I, I'm aware of some of the legal things he went through. Mm. Uh, he had some, some, uh, it seems like a fallout with Hollywood and all that. My, my man got pretty dark, bro. You know, he, he's doing the whole art thing and all that. And that was right. kind of the way he was coping and sounded, you know, promising, you know, but to hear him in this state, man, he sounds good, bro. Yes. I, you know, he was saying that sometimes it's through suffering that we can relate to the forgiveness mm-hmm. of Jesus. He gave us through the cross. And I love that, you know, he is re- he's recognizing the suffering that Jesus did die on the cross. Yeah. But, you know, in this resurrection season, that's what it is. It's about the resurrection. And there's a resurrection power and it's about him. We don't we don't serve a dead God. And man, and just I just I just hopefully he, he sees uh, just the fullness of what God could do in his life. Yeah, and, and and I'm praying. You know, I, I wish I I we had more content. You know, content of, of as far as what was going on before. And you know, uh, he he got up there and talked. Um, but there is something I do want to point out. There is some things I do want to share, especially since it is a uh, resurrection season. Phil, I asked if you you can uh, read a few scriptures for us. Uh, if you could go there, bro. Um, you know, Jim Carrey. He, he talked about a few things. Sounds very very good. But if you're not careful, it also sounds kind of dangerous. Well, very dangerous. He said, you know, that salvation comes through suffering. I'm glad that he talked about Christ suffering. I I, I think there needs to be uh, more emphasis on the suffering of Christ that saves us, not our own suffering, not our own suffering. Because I'll be honest, most of the time my suffering is self-afflicted. It ain't got nothing to do with the gospel. Has nothing to do with what God, you know, is doing in my life. No, I, I, I've done afflicted those sufferings on, on my own. So regardless of how much we suffer, that alone does not lead to salvation. The only thing that leads to salvation is the is Christ. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through me. This verse right here separates Christianity from every other religion. Jesus is the only one who had the bonus and said, nope, I'm the only way. There is no other way. So the whole, all, all roads lead to God or lead to heaven. No, not if those roads don't, they ain't named Jesus. Jesus is the only way. But Philip, can you read uh, this uh, uh, verse, uh, speaking of sacrifice and, and, and suffering, um, out of First uh, Samuel 15, 22 and 23, please? So Samuel said, it has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, the obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams as rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as an iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being king. This right here is a very stern thing. This, this, this part of the Bible right here. This, so this is Samuel, one of God's servant. And Saul um, is on the scene too. One of God, you know, the first king of Israel, and God already gave Saul an, a, a commandment. He gave an order. He said, "Hey, I, I want you to go defeat these people, but I don't want you to keep anything. You need to destroy everything." And Saul <clears throat> meant well. He kept some of the, the the animals so he can sacrifice it to the God that gave him this victory. Samuel comes along and says, "Dude, why do I hear animals? And why do I? What's going on here?" And that's when Saul said, well, I, I saved some of the animals so we can, you know, sacrifice it to God and give us a victory. And this is where Saul uh, was reminded uh, or was told by Samuel, like, man, you messed up. God doesn't desire your sacrifice. He desires your obedience. Beloved, our suffering doesn't move God. If suffering and need moved God, 
we wouldn't have third world countries. We wouldn't have homeless people on the streets. It is faith and obedience that moves God. We said again, it is faith and obedience that moves God. Samuel said right here that obedience is better than sacrifice. Obeying God's word is better than offering up all kinds of animals. It's obedience. Obedience to God's word. But Philip, this is where I really want to get to. Let's skip forward to the New Testament where Christ is on the scene. And let's see what happens in uh, Matthew chapter 9, verses 10 through 13. Please. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Bill, Bill, I want you to. I want to ask you to respond to 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 the first story about Saul, and, and and why it's important for us to know that obedience is better than sacrifice. I think a lot of times we go through situations, and we we feel that suffering, like Jim Curry kind of alluded to, and we feel uh, the the trauma, the anxiety, the discouragement. God wants just us to trust Him. God wants just to lean in His Word. And it's better for us leaning to him and what he's saying versus our own feelings and our own sacrifices. So good, and I, I just, like, God, I want to, I want to serve you better. I want to obey your word. And let me not, let me not look at my life as just as a, as a, as a, as a sacrifice. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Mm. No, let me do it because I love you. Man, that's so good. And that leads right into this story here, bro, where Jesus is saying, you know, uh, because he's hanging out with sinners, right? And publicans, you know? And, and and the leaders, they come and say, man, what is he doing hanging out with all these, these sinners, you know? And Jesus reminded, hey, I came for the sick, not not the healthy. You know, he says, and go see what the prophet said about mercy versus sacrifice and which one God wants more. And then, and then you know, as we know, uh, it, the prophet talked about how God desires mercy hmm. and not sacrifice. And this is so important, bro, to, to what's going on here. Because again, he's helping out the sinners and all. He's helping out the people in need. He's helping up, he's helping out the sick, right? Yes. You know, and and and, and he's talking about helping them out, but anybody can help out the sick. But Jesus is talking about a different kind of maybe heart behind helping the sick. Yes. Or helping the homeless to where we don't see them as just victims of the circumstances, right? But that we help them. Why? You said it out of love. I, I I come home every day, not because I signed a contract that, that, you know, came with this ring on my finger. You know, I come home every day because I want to come home every day because I love my wife. So I obeyed the agreement that we made, the covenant that we made with God. It's not a chore, nor should all, you know, helping out people, you know, homeless, the hurting and all that. What do you think, bro? Yeah, so true. And when we try to make things out of just out of ritual or because we have to, it just becomes monotonous and we lose the potence of what that true love could be. It just becomes it just becomes uh becomes something that we have to do. And you know, and, and I just I just want to desire to say, God, I want to desire to love my wife even more and more, and I want to desire to love you even more and more each and every day. Man, amen, bro. And and this is important because this points back to where, you know, Jim Carrey's talking about, you know, the sacrifice, you know, that it leads to salvation, not our sacrifice. Because we, we can sacrifice all the time. That's not going to get us any closer to heaven. It is the obedience to God. Because what, what good is it? You know, 
Uh, Mia's going to grow up one day. And what good is it for Mia to cook you your favorite, favorite, favorite dessert? But she didn't clean the room like you told her to clean. She didn't put away her toys like you told her to put away. What, what good is it, you know, to make all the sacrifices, but to not be obedient? Jesus said, if you love me, why don't you obey me? You call me, Lord, but you don't even follow my commandments. Do you know, bro, my love for my wife is shown by how I obey her commandments, by how I obey her, her orders, by how I do that honey-do list. Because not because it's, it's, it's my chores that I got to go do. It is opportunities and ways for me to express my love. Mm. And so helping people and, and all that, it's not, it's not just sacrifice. It is actually a blessing. And to God, it's even more of a blessing when I'm obedient and then when I'm showing mercy, both things. Why? Because like you said, it comes from a place of love. Yes. And not just have tos, right? Yes. I, I love it. I love this. That uh, especially in this time of, of resurrection, he, the whole love story. He came down for God to love the world, right? No greater love story, bro, than that Christ came from heaven, like like in John three sixteen, the greatest love letter of I love you know line of all. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Beloved, I pray we both pray that this resurrection season. You get to meet the greatest lover of all, and his name is Jesus. And guess what? Sacrifice is not even really necessary. It's obedience. And God is more about mercy than wrath and sacrifice. So my prayer, you know, our prayer is is that you get to meet Jesus if you haven't already. And if it's been a long time since you've had a talk with him, that you'll make time this resurrection season to show your love for Jesus. Uh, again, thank you for joining us in this resurrection season. We look for you to join us each and every week. You know, get out the word. Uh, you know, don't forget to go to church. Just make plans even now to go to church on Easter. It's that time in that season. Take your family with you. Take your mama. Yes. And but thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you next week here on Overflow EXT Podcast. Lota. Love you all. Lord bless. You've been listening to Overflow, the extended conversation, obliterating social norms, and overrunning the cultural corrosion with righteous rhetoric and common sense. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media at Overflow EXT. Lord bless, and we'll see you next time on Overflow, the extended conversation.